Welcome to The Wire, brought to you by DynastyProsFootball.com, your source for everything Dynasty League football. And now, your hosts, Bob Miller and Tommy Harvey. Hey, everyone, and welcome to Week 7 of The Wire, brought to you by DynastyProsFootball.com your source for everything Dynasty League football. I am your host, Bob Miller, and I've got my co-host here, Tommy Harvey, with me. Tommy, how are you doing? I'm great, man. How are you tonight? Man, doing all right. Watching these Monday night games. Uh, I was kind of hoping for a little bit more out of Tyree Kill this evening, but uh, that, that didn't happen. So, I'm, uh, you know, Clyde Edwards-Alaire uh, whooped my butt in a couple of leagues. Let's just say that. Um, so, yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, so I just want to let everybody know we got a special guest with us tonight. It's Levi Ellis. He is a writer over at DynastyProsFootball.com as well. He does our weekly uh, um, article called The Wire, uh, kind of giving you advice of, of guys to pick up and guys that you can uh, safely go ahead and drop. So, Levi, welcome to the show. How are you doing tonight, sir? Man, I'm good. Thanks for having me on. I'm excited to be here, and uh, hopefully we got some, some good content for people tonight. Yeah, yeah, we want to help people out, you know, um, with bye weeks, with injuries. We've got more injuries again every week. We're we're talking about this, so you know, Miles Sanders is out, Raheem Mostert is out. You know, we've taken some. Uh, I mean, it's just running backs are dropping like flies. So, um, you know, we hope to uh, help some folks out there um, with with making the right call, picking guys up off the waiver wire, and um, you know, really. Not not only tell them who to pick up, but we really want to help out uh, and let you know who you can probably safely drop and 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 not lose a wink of sleep over it. You know. So, uh, without further ado, let's get started here. Um, who are some guys we're targeting? Tommy, uh, Levi, you, either one of you can kind of jump in here. Is there any quarterbacks? Um, that we're targeting this week to maybe pick up off the wire that could be available out there. Well, it's kind of the same as last week. I, I definitely put Derek Carr on that on that list on, on the short list. Um, he he was on a buy this week, but coming into this week, he was overall QB eight. Um, he going into the um, adjusted stat period last week, he was number one in in a completion percentage uh they they adjusted a stat for teddy bridgewater which dropped him to which dropped him to number two but he's still over 73 percent percentage just, rate which is crazy ain't, ain't um, nothing wrong with silver <laughs> yeah you know silver and black so it may as well be silver um but yeah Derek carr is available in a lot of leagues go grab him at quarterback um justin herbert same thing if he's still available go grab him too yeah you know i'll, I'll I would say that uh, on Derek Carr, man, I'm a big Carr fan. I think he's been underappreciated. I think he is, uh, you know, really starting to have a good season now that he's got some weapons. You know, one thing that does concern me with Carr is he does have the Buccaneers defense this week on Sunday night football, and then the following week he's got the Browns. Uh, now the Browns got a better run defense and pass defense. But, uh, yeah, I think Carr is a good season-long option, um, especially with some of the injuries and things we've had this season. Well, that that's that is a good good point, and and some people have probably picked him up. Uh, if if you would have listened to our show last week, 
uh, we talked about, or the week before, we talked about guys that we're, uh, you know, we're looking to pick up, and Derek Carr was one of those guys. Um, so if he has a bad outing this weekend, um, people may drop him next week. So keep that in mind. He's someone that, just in case if you've missed out on him now, um, someone may drop him due to bye weeks or just uh, – you know, the lack of confidence with him. So this is a guy you want to keep a, a keep an eye out for. And another guy I want to bring up, I mean, it kind of seems silly, but I've got to mention it at quarterback is Ryan Tannehill. And I just, you know, just looked just a minute ago, and Ryan Tannehill is available in almost 40% of ESPN leagues. How is that even possible? I've said it all off season. he was getting no love out there when it came to rankings they had him in the low mid teens at best no one had him ranked as a, as a QB1 no one had him in the top 10 even top 12 um, I have always been a big big fan and and last year when he took over I've said it time and time again when he took over last year um, you know he was second only to Lamar Jackson in fantasy points at the quarterback position so what made us think that he was just going to be crappy this year or or not start worthy and he's he's absolutely putting up fantasy points and with AJ Brown back and and at full speed and and Derek Derrick Henry clicking on all cylinders this team is playing darn good football and he's one of the main reasons why and I think he's a guy that you can go pick up uh if he's a if he's available in your league uh this is a no-brainer I'd, I'd pick him up over Derek Carr in my opinion well, I was definitely one of those guys who was not a who was not a Tannehill believer going into the season. I mean, a lot of it was just based off his 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 history. I mean, he'd never yeah. been he'd never been very reliable um, this season. He's proven otherwise, though. Man, I'm telling you, if Ryan Tannehill is available in some leagues, yeah, you need to go out and get that guy. That that's kind of mind boggling to me that he's available in 40 percent of leagues when this dude has uh, been on fire. I heard a stat before going into these this week's games. That if you look at his last, I think it was 10 starts dating back to last year, his numbers are matching Patrick Mahomes. <clears throat> Absolutely. So, I, I, yeah, I, he's, he's got he's to get him. I've got a league where I started Lamar Jackson. <laughs> My two quarterbacks are Lamar Jackson and Ryan Tannehill. I started Lamar, and that was the wrong quarterback. And Lamar put up 30 points. So, uh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty wild. I'm not saying he's available in all leagues. Some people might be rolling their eyes when we say Ryan Tannehill because, you know, he's probably been – you know, picked up in a lot of those leagues if people know what they're doing. But there's a, obviously there's quite a bit of leagues out there that he's not being picked up. So, uh, and, and here's the thing is no one spent a really high pick on him. There may not be a lot of uh, people out there that drafted him as their QB1. They may have picked up like a Kyler Murray or, or you know, someone like that, you know, picked up a, a Russell Wilson, a Kyler, a Dak Prescott, even though Dak's hurt now. But those guys, not many people picked up you know, Tannehill as a QB1. So that's someone you can even target as a trade option um, if someone, say, if they do have Russell Wilson or Kyler or or any of these quarterbacks that's putting up, really, you know, if they've got a Josh Allen or something like that and they've got, you know, Tannehill just sitting on their bench, go get him. You know, you probably don't have to give up a whole, whole lot to go get him. Um, but he's putting up points, and he is a he's, he's start-worthy every week. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. He's kind of matchup proof. It doesn't matter who he's taking on. He's going to either rush for something or he's going to throw some – Throw some touchdowns. So go get him. Go get him. It's a good, good guy to, to target. Any other quarterbacks we're thinking of there? Or is Derek Carr and Tannehill like the two guys we're looking at? I mean, you can look at Justin Herbert. I think I mentioned him earlier. Herbert's another guy. Um, he, he's been he's been very, very good since he since he took over there and for the Chargers. So 
Um, Herbert's another guy you can definitely go look at grabbing. Let me throw somebody out there that this is deep sleeper. This is two quarterbacks, super flex league by, you know, by no means do I'm, am I saying to go pick this guy up in a one quarterback league, but I would not be surprised if Case Keenum isn't the starting quarterback for the Cleveland Browns soon between Baker being banged up, not playing well. Case Keenum has that history with uh, Kevin Stefanski from Minnesota. He probably knows the offense better than Baker knows the offense and, and Case can be a gunslinger quarterback um so again deep leagues two quarterback leagues he's a guy you can get for free and he came in and he kind of cleaned up a little bit in uh this week's game uh with baker being hurt you know that's not a bad uh, not a bad bad thing but i'm gonna one up you here because there's a guy that i've been thinking of uh for the last week or so and and this is something just like you said a two quarterback super flex type of league even in a dynasty that you just you know every quarterback is worth something in these leagues I'm going to tell you, Jacoby Brissett. Jacoby Brissett is someone that I'm looking at, and even Jacob Eason um, over there for Indianapolis. If if Old Man Rivers keeps playing the way he is, it it may happen where where they're going to just they're going to pull him, and Brissett may become the starter there. Um, so it's just another guy that you can go grab for nothing. And, and if you've got a deep bench, you know, he's absolutely worth, um, you know, throwing on your bench. I mean, I'm in a league where I had Kyle Allen, for crying out loud, on my bench because I didn't have a whole lot of uh, confidence in, you know, in Dwayne Haskins. And now, now I've got a starter. You know, it's a super flex league, very, very deep. So um, that's a guy. Jacoby Brissett's a guy I would go and, and target if you have deep, deep, deep benches. Um, other than that, I wouldn't fool with him. But if you do and you're just taking, you know, a dart throw at someone, um, he may end up being the starter uh, before for too much longer. So, Man, he couldn't be any worse than Rivers. That dude needs to give it up. I know he threw for over 300 yards this week, but, man, it's kind of rough watching him. Yeah, he's lost a lot of arm strength. I mean, it's yeah, it's, it's been rough to watch him. It, it It's painful to watch him play, and, and, and I'm a Rivers fan. I like him, you know. He's, he's, he's a good a, dude. He's a great dude, but uh, good dudes don't win ball games. Good quarterbacks nope. do. So, yep. yeah. <laughs> you call that. Yeah, yeah. So let's move on to running backs. You know, obviously with um, with the news of Raheem Mostert and, and – Miles Sanders, and I've never been a Miles Sanders guy, and this just keeps proving my point. Now he's out uh, for you know up to two to three weeks with this with this injury now, and and so is Boston Scott the guy we're targeting there in that offense, or is there someone else we're looking at? Yeah, it's probably Scott. Unfortunately, I, there's not a whole lot else that that I would even look at there. Uh, when when Sanders kind of went down, uh, Scott got got a little bit more involved, and I there wasn't any. There wasn't really any other running backs who who came in there. Um, so, yeah, it's probably Boston Scott. Let me throw something out at you guys, too, and this is maybe you know kind of uh, going out there a little bit, but uh, and I'll put this in the article this week, but I would not be surprised if the Eagles – I don't think they can do it before this Thursday's game, but I wouldn't be surprised if the Eagles go out and try to make a trade for someone, you know, someone like Jordan Howard who played there last year who Miami isn't using – Maybe Matt Breida, you know, before the 49ers dealt him to the Dolphins, uh, there was rumors about Breida to Philly. Uh, um, I wouldn't be surprised for them to go out and, and try to get someone on the cheap. You know, they're a team that that division is so bad right now, they're not technically out of the playoff race. Uh, so it makes sense for them to go out and find a way to acquire a player. 
Yeah, they always seem like they're involved in some kind of running back. They were interested in bringing uh, Shady McCoy back. Um, They were talking with Devonta Freeman. Um, And this is with, you know, a healthy Miles Sanders. But they know know Miles Sanders can't stay healthy. And and right now, if you're a Philadelphia Eagle, you just can't – I mean, you can't stay healthy. Um, they're cursed right now, it seems, but they know that that Miles Sanders has has durability concerns, and and, and I agree with that. I, I've not a, I've not a, been a big fan of that, so I completely agree there. Um, Jordan Howard seems very logical. I mean, he was a he was a healthy scratch again this week. Um, you know, yep. what are they doing with him? I mean, Miles Gaskins taken over that lead roll down in Miami and they're sprinkling in a little uh, of Matt Breida, but yeah, Jordan Howard may be the perfect fit, you know, to go back to Philly on that. So that's a good, good point. Um, I don't know uh, how much I would be targeting him as far as the waiver wire goes, because he's not going to be, I don't know if he'd be eligible to play this week, Um, but he would probably, if he ended up there and you're a Miles Sanders owner, then I would probably draft him, given this Miles Sanders uh, injury history, he would be a pretty solid handcuff for you. So, yeah, yeah, I'm into that. And that offense is going to get a little bit better. I mean, I know they just lost Zach Ertz for multiple weeks, probably hitting the IR, but you've got guys coming, you know, wide receivers coming back to Sean Jackson and, um, gosh, uh, Alshon Jeffrey and things like that and the emergence of uh, Travis Fulgham. So it could open up things uh, really nice for a running back there. Remember, Dallas Goddard will be will be coming back off IR here soon too. Absolutely, absolutely. So yeah, and I think Jalen Rager's due back this week too, if I'm not mistaken. Yep, yep. I knew I was miss, uh, leaving someone out. So you know they're going to be, uh, you know they're going to be looking a lot better. Um, and like you said a, a few minutes ago, they do control their own desk. I mean, they're they're in this division. I mean, this division's pretty rough. I'm sitting here watching this Arizona and Dallas game. Arizona's up twenty-one to three. So. Um, doesn't look like anyone wants to win this division right now. So, um, which has they, been the norm over the past several years. So, yeah, yeah, it's just it really has been. It's yeah, uh, it, it, it's it's been something else to watch. But yeah, yeah. So Boston Scott right now, I guess we'll be getting back to it. Boston Scott's the guy to target um, if you're in a pinch. I think he would be a a decent flex option. It would really be hard to to make him my RB two. Um, unless I'm just in a real tight spot with with injuries right now, so they do have a plus matchup. They're playing the Giants, so Boston Scott, you could definitely do worse this week. I absolutely agree. There, any other running backs we're looking at? You know, we didn't. We just talked about Raheem Mostert. Who are we looking at there? Does it have to? Is is it just default back to Jarek McKinnon? I mean, you've got Jeff Wilson. You've you've got the young guy in Jamichael Hasty who. You know, looking at it, he outcarried uh, you know Jeff Wilson nine to four in last night's game, but McKinnon, the last time both Tevin Coleman and Mostert were out, uh, Jarek McKinnon played ninety two of the snaps or ninety two percent of the snaps. So is he the guy to target, or do we think that Jamichael Hasty might be something sneaky here? Um. I think Hasty can be. Um, Wilson's played fairly decent in that offense, also. But if, if they're just going to go McKinnon, problem, the problem problem with McKinnon is <laughs> you're always thinking it's just a matter of time before he gets hurt too. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it it wouldn't hurt to pick up Hasty or Wilson to kind of you know 
to be 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 some type of insurance, I guess, you know. Yeah, you got to handcuff your handcuff right now. <laughs> the way these yeah. running backs are are dropping, it's 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 crazy. But you've got to protect yourself. I mean, get you know secure that running game if it's if you if you've got ownership or you know a, yeah. an investment in the San Francisco backfield or the Philadelphia backfield or the Giants backfield you know all these places you know Carolina's backfield I mean anyone that's that's been hit by the injury bug um, don't go you know you might want to take a a stab at a player but it, you we well, gotta be wanna... proactive I yeah. mean if if you were a most your owner, then you should have owned Jerick McKinnon. So now that now that Mostert's going is possibly going to the IR, Mc, slide him to your IR spot. McKinnon slides in there to your RB two or flex or whatever, and then then you pick up his handcuff. Like I said, you got to handcuff the handcuff sometimes. Yeah, you want to make sure you secure that backfield instead of taking a stab at you know some random wide receiver or tight end, you know. Um, you know, make sure you get that backfield secure. So, you know, just protect yourself. That's the insurance you need. Yeah, there's no doubt that it's going to be a timeshare there in San Francisco, and especially with Mostert out. But, uh, you know, as far as starting, if I wanted to pick up a player and start him this week, I mean, all roads lead to Jarek McKinnon. He had three start-worthy weeks uh, already this season before Mostert came back from injury, and he lost, uh, you know, he lost some of those snaps. So if you got to start someone today or this week, I'm going McKinnon. Otherwise, I think Hasty is a guy to to keep your eye on since he's uh, you know he's getting the playing time instead of Jeff Wilson right now. Absolutely, that is someone we definitely recommend targeting. Um, I will tell you this: another guy I would look at. Um, this is a cheap, cheap. You can get him for free, and no one's probably really looking at this. Um, Gus Edwards of of Baltimore, or even. It's hard to say that J.K. Dobbins is on the waiver wire, but if you're in a league where he is, absolutely grab him. He's their third down kind of pass catching back already, and it looks like that Mark Ingram may not suit up this. You know, I know Baltimore has a bye week coming up, but he may not play the following week um, against Pittsburgh. So um, keep that in mind. I, I don't see him possibly, you know, missing that game. I know he wants to play that game. But if you do have a deep bench and you can pick up some of these guys, I would absolutely pick up a Gus Edwards just in case. What if he was named the starter in that game? Uh, yeah. Then you then you've got something there. So, Let me ask you something here, Bob. Yeah. Being a Ravens fan, is it almost time to, to just move on from Mark Ingram? Hmm. It's just it's a good it's a good one. Um, I think it's time to move on in the off season. Um, he's a solid solid north south runner. Um, when you watch him play, you don't look at him and go, you know what, this guy's washed up. Uh, this guy's not really adding anything to to the team. You don't see that at all. Um, He's a very, very dependable. He's a very, very solid running back. Here's the issue. You've got J.K. Dobbins in that backfield who is more explosive and a better pass catcher um, than what they, you know, than Gus Edwards, than than Mark Ingram. Um, so you, you almost want to see that. Um, you th- you, th- you know, two weeks ago, 
J.K. Dobbins had a car- one carry. It was for 34 yards. They didn't give him another carry after that. I mean, how do you do that? Um, I think the problem is more the offense than the players right now. I mean, none of those guys are getting enough carries to do anything with. Uh, Mark Ingram, he's kind of a volume runner. You know, he may be older, but he's never uh, sustained uh, high-touch seasons. Um, you know, he's a guy that should have some longevity. And, uh, you know, I'm kind of with Bob. I'm not necessarily seeing a shell of a player. I just don't think the offense, when you're giving two or three touches to each guy, Mark Ingram's only getting nine or ten, uh, it's kind of hard for any of those guys to get it going because I think all three guys have talent. In fact, I think Justice Hill even has talent. But, um, yeah, I, w- I would be curious to see what happens if Ingram misses. Yeah, and and, and the thing like Gus Edwards, Gus Edwards is their closer. I mean, he's the guy they bring out in the ninth inning to just shut it down. Um, he is a banger. He is a bruiser. And after after Baltimore's kind of beaten some people up a little bit, they bring him in in the fourth quarter and pound him. And we all see what Derrick Henry does, and, and no one wants to tackle that guy. I'm telling you, Gus Edwards is, is kind of like a poor man's Derrick Henry. He's a big dude. He's a north-south guy. Um, there's nothing fancy about him. He just runs right over you. And no, he, he, no, no one wants to deal with that, especially when they're tired in the fourth quarter. Um, after playing three solid quarters. So, yeah, he's the battering ram that they have. Um, and he occasionally, you know, occasionally breaks a pretty big run. Um, those teams don't want to fool with him. But, yeah, yeah, going back to Mark Ingram, um, I, I don't think they need to move on from him right now. He's great depth. He's a great guy, great leadership. He's fantastic for that for that football team. But I do think that they move on from him. Uh, in the off season, I've said it a million times. I say it on our Back Row Raven Show podcast that we do on Tuesdays. With the the salary cap going down uh, next year, Baltimore can save five million by cutting Mark Ingram. So um, that almost seems, you know, inevitable. That's probably bound to happen. Um, but as of right now, um, you know, fantasy wise, it's really really hard to start any of those three guys. Um, but if there were an injury to occur, um, it really really you know, would help out the fantasy value of, of whoever was left standing. And I hate saying that, but that's just the uh, reality of that of that backfield in Baltimore. So, anyway. So, we kind of talked about J.D. You know, we've talked about Jarek McKinnon. I was about to say J.D. McKissick, but we were talking about Jarek McKinnon. Um, well, let's talk about J.D. McKissick. Let's do it. I mean, he... He's been putting up some 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 pretty decent points. He's getting he's not he's not really the runner, obviously, but he he, he gets a lot of targets. Um, he he's been catching the ball out of the backfield. Um, he's worth kind of a deeper add. And that team is terrible. They're going to be playing from uh, behind quite a bit. So just delicious garbage time for someone right. like McKissick. Right. And yeah. garbage time gets you points, which wins you weeks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What about you, Levi? You got any other running backs that kind of stick out or anyone else that you've mentioned in, uh, in your article? Man, no, J.D. McKissick, he was my uh, next guy that I thought about bringing up, just PPR leagues, and, man, it kind of feels even dirty saying it. Um, you know, he's not a guy that uh, I normally would have any interest at all, but with all these injuries and, and bye weeks and everything else, I mean, you guys are right. I mean, Tommy hit it on the head. I think he's a guy that you got to consider at this point. Otherwise, I mean, DeAndre Swift is kind of a – a no-brainer. You know, he blew up this week, had 14 carries, 116 yards, two touchdowns, had another three catches only for seven yards. My only concern with Swift is, number one, I don't know that Matt Patricia could coach his way out of a box. 
So I don't know that they're going to give this guy more carries like they should. I mean, talent talent should stand out. And then number two, they carried the ball a lot more times this week. There was a lot more running plays because they have the lead. And so I'm curious to see when they get back to playing in Tippy Detroit ball, can't the ball where will Swift, uh, where will he, you know, stand at that point? He still fully go available, um, but I think you have to kind of temper expectations with Patricia and uh, their tendency to fall behind games. Now he is the pass catching back, so that does kind of help his value. But he's the only main guy that stands out to me this week outside of the, the players we talked about. Yeah, yeah, I tend to agree. But here's the thing: I would keep an eye out for what we talk about a lot on the wire here. Um, is is we like to look. We we really don't just talk about guys you should pick up. We talk a little bit about guys that you can go ahead and drop. But one of the things I love, love, love uh, on Wednesday mornings, m- almost more than guys that are being picked up or guys that I I put in a bid for or fab money or. A, a claim or whatever to see if I got them. Something I enjoy almost just as much, if not more, is seeing the guys that are dropped. And, you know, when people are in a pinch and they've got to make a, a tough decision and drop a really, really good guy, uh, like I did just a few days ago with someone like Dalton Schultz and Tommy swiped him right up. Um, but, th- but those things happen. And that's what I look forward to almost all every Wednesday I cannot wait to see guys that are dropped and you bring up a good good point with Detroit's backfield listen DeAndre Swift blew up we were all waiting on it we were all waiting on it so guess what there's going to be some people that are going to drop Adrian Peterson and 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 if he's dropped I'm, I'm swiping him up because listen the running back position is is crazy this year Every running back that gets touches has got some kind of value, some more than others. But let's say Swift gets hurt. You know, you're right back uh, to to AP. Or, or, just like you said, Patricia can't coach his way out of a wet paper bag. I mean, he makes goofy decisions. What You know, Swift blew up, and then all of a sudden next week, uh, Adrian Peterson gets the majority of the carries again, you know? So if he, that's someone to keep an eye out for. If he's dropped this week uh, and you've got a spot that you, you're kind of on the fence and you're like, oh, I've got this tight end or, you know, I really don't want to drop him, but, you know, I could use the running back depth. Go When all else fails and you're trying to make a big decision like that in, in fantasy football, somebody makes you an offer for, a, you know, a wide receiver and they're giving you a, a running back or you're on the fence about it, always go running back. If you're just – kind of you can't decide which which route to go which side to take it's that close always go with the running back side and and that's kind of the way i see it i think that's a great point on adrian peterson with swift blowing up this week people are gonna be dropping uh peterson thinking you know they're gonna completely switch gears and go to swift uh peterson's a guy continues to uh to play hard and and get touches i think that's a call man yeah, yeah, I think that's someone that that's kind of sticks out in my mind. So let's talk about some wide receivers here because there's a lot of them to go and get, and 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 some of these guys are still on your waiver wire. I I hope to heck that anyone that listened to our show last week or listened to our Dynasty Pros Fantasy Show, for goodness goodness sake, I hope you went and got Travis Fulgham. Um, because I grabbed him in a few leagues, and I don't care if Alshon Jeffrey comes back. 
I said it then. I don't care if Deshaun Jackson comes back. I could give a crap if Jalen Rager's back. I don't care if Zach Ertz and friggin' Dallas Goddard are there. It does not matter. This guy has got a rapport that he has got something going on with Carson Wentz, and he's getting the targets. And, and just the other day, you know, just yesterday against the Ravens, he had 10 more targets. He had six catches, 75 yards, and a touchdown. He put up 19.5 fantasy points yesterday in PPR leagues, um, and that's the worst uh, showing he's put up in the last three weeks. You know, and he put up 20 points. He is a guy to go and target. If he is available on your waiver wire, you're going to have to – you're gonna have to do something. You're gonna have to maneuver around or put a lot of fab money on him. And uh, um, but you know he may not be there. But if he is, go grab him because Alshon Jeffrey's probably gonna get hurt again. You know Deshaun Jackson's gonna get hurt again. Rager's gonna be fine. I th- when he comes back, I think he's gonna be perfectly fine. But I think it's just gonna open stuff up for Fulgham. He has the rapport with Carson Wentz right now. Um, so if by chance he's available in any league that you you're, you know, you're in, and he, and he, go get him, go get him, spend some good money on him. Uh, right now, he's putting up wide receiver one numbers, and you can't find that type of stuff on the waiver wire very often. Go grab him. Fulgham, someone I would even go trade for at this point. Um, you know, he's obviously got a connection with Wentz. Uh, the beat reporters are saying he's the starting X receiver as long as he continues to to produce. It doesn't matter when these guys come back; he's still the starter. So. Um, yeah, Fulgham is a guy uh, been still three weeks in a row, though. He's putting up wide receiver one number. So, um, you know, I think he's a guy you got to go out and get. So and who's even, the, go ahead. So, who, so who's the number one target prior, Who's the number one priority here? Is it Boston Scott or is it Travis Fulgham? Fulgham. Man, Fulgham? For, for me, it's Fulgham. I mean, normally, yeah. like, like, like Bob said, you go running back first. But in this scenario, man, talent, uh, i got to go Fulgham. Fulgham's going to be a wide receiver one, or or at least a wide receiver two for the remainder of the se- for the season. Boston Scott's just filling in for the next couple of weeks until Miles Sanders comes back, and then he's, you know, probably you know pretty irrelevant at that point. Yeah, so point. Fulgham's got the longevity here for the remainder of your uh, of your season. So. You know that's that's just a guy, and, and like you said, you know you can trade for him. There may there may be some people that want the the sun and the moon for him right now because he's just so hot. Um, but then there's some guys in a league that's like, you know what, man, I, they they love making trades, and no one is off limits, and they're just they they're covered at wide receiver. They're in good shape, and they can spare someone like Fulgham. And well, there's guys who there's guys who who just picked him up in order to make a deal too. So. You know, absolutely, and, and, and I said it in last week's show as well. As I said, hey, if you don't get him this week, there, I didn't, I didn't know what to expect, but I knew he was going up against either Marcus Peters or he was going up against Marlon Humphrey, and and he may not have put up good numbers this weekend against the Ravens, so someone may have possibly would drop him this week. Well. That that didn't happen. He still put up very very good numbers even against that Baltimore defense. So um, when he put up those incredible numbers against the, probably possibly the two best defenses in the league in Pittsburgh and in Baltimore, um, I, I, that that tells me all I need to know. Um, that almost makes him matchup proof. Um, so you know, go grab this guy. I think if he is available in any league that you're in, he's probably my number one priority there by far. So, 
Who would you rather have in between Keelan Cole and Russell Gage right now? Keelan Cole. Would you? Keel- yeah. Keelan Cole by far. I mean, Russell Gage has these sporadic games, and, you know, he had four catches the other day for 65 yards. Uh, he's putting up some pretty decent points, and if you're in a pinch, he's a guy that you can throw in there and, and get you – you know, eight, nine, ten fantasy points in a PPR league um, and hoping. But here's the thing with Keelan Cole. Keelan Cole is a, uh, when you watch these Jacksonville games, he's an end zone target. They're throwing the ball to him, and he's catching touchdowns. And and, and you can get these garbage points. You can get these little dump-off catches or whatever it is, but the the guys that really put you over the top, touchdowns is what separates, uh, you know, the men from the boys in this league. And, 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 you know, just like Julio came back yesterday and put up two touchdowns, I mean, he showed everybody who the hell he was, and don't forget it. Um, right. So, you know, Keelan Cole's one of those guys that he's probably been – picked up and dropped three times already this year in most leagues um so he's someone he he's he's becoming extremely consistent i mean what kind of numbers did he put up yesterday yeah he had nine nine targets targets. six catches 143 yards exactly i mean look yeah that was with dj chark playing and chark having 14 targets that's what's really impressive i think you know i think one thing about both of these players though one thing we need to keep in mind now that we're uh, kind of you know six weeks into the season the the trade deadline for the NFL trade deadline is one week away and all of these teams that are one in five you know these Texans Vikings Giants uh, Washington Falcons Jags all these teams that you know have only got one or two wins they may be you know teams that are going to move on from players and that can change the fantasy landscape for an entire team you know what happens if the Falcons move on from Julio uh, we've seen Matt Ryan not produce when Julio is not in the lineup. And then how does that affect Russell Gage and Ridley and all of these guys? And so, you know, there's rumors the Texans might want to move on from Brandon Cooks or, um, you know, someone else on that offense. Uh, so I'll be curious to see, you know, the NFL, there's always a lot more hype than action. Uh, mm-hmm. But I'll be curious to see if there's any of these players that move on and how will it affect not only their value, but also the players around the value. Golden Tate, a lot of rumors about Golden Tate may be on the move. Um, you know, Golden Tate is a guy I have no interest in at all right now. He turns around and gets traded to Green Bay, and my mind's going to change quickly. Um, yeah. So, yeah, yeah you know, guys watch. A, there, yeah, and that's a great, great point. You know, keep an eye out for that because I think the trade deadline is like November third or something like that. So, and and and, but the NFL is getting a little bit more proactive with with making trades and these general managers. So um, there is a lot more hype, and there's a crap ton of rumors. Heck, I already saw you know, pictures of Julio Jones in a Baltimore Ravens uniform just last week or J.J. Watt in a Ravens uniform, um, and those are pretty sexy looking to me, but it's it's going to be really, really hard to see Julio Jones get traded or even maybe an A.J. Green or something. Um, A.J. Green put up some points yesterday and kind of showed people, you know, hey, I'm not washed up. I, I can still make plays. Um, that may have been a showcase game for him too. I mean, that been. that may yep. have been a way to showcase him to prove that, to show people he's healthy to, to help move him along. So, I think, I think that uh, I think Cincinnati would love to get something for him because you know T Higgins and 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 Tyler Boyd are the clear cut. They're they're guys uh, moving forward. Yeah, I think you're right, Tommy. I think AJ Green is definitely one of the top players on the list that's probably going to get moved. You know, he's on franchise tag. He's the, the value Bengals rebuilt uh, makes 
sense to, to trade him and get something grown or Mike Brown is a kind of a piece of work. So he's stubborn sometimes, but man, imagine AJ green getting traded to, uh, again, a team like the Packers or a team that needs, uh, you know, needs a weapon. Well, well, the problem with AJ green the last couple of years is he hadn't had any trade value. Yep. He, he, it looks like he may have some value right now because he looks like he's healthy. He looks as if he can produce, try to get something out of him. Yep, I agree. Needs to happen. You know, another guy that we <laughs> we want to forget about, but we we I'm, I'm I'm just saying we shouldn't forget about here is someone that is eligible to come back into the NFL in two weeks, and that's Antonio Brown. If you want, if you're in a deep league and you want to be a little bit more proactive, he is available he is he, he can come back and he is eligible to play and practice in two more weeks well i'm sure i'm sure somebody's gonna is gonna give that clown a job so <clears throat> why not i mean why not you want to win football games and he that we all know the talent we all know what kind of talent is there and here's the thing you sign anybody right now nothing's guaranteed you can cut them just like that and, and and you got no penalty. You're not eating any salary yeah. or anything. You pick him up, let him go, whatever. He is no risk and high reward. I was joking around with somebody last last week whenever um, Lev Bell was signed by Kansas City. Um, we were talking about Lev Bell being moved there or, or signing there. And, and I said, yeah, well, here in a couple weeks they're going to get Antonio Brown too, so the rich just get richer. <clears throat> Yeah, you know, yeah. I think AB. I, not only I own him in a bunch of leagues for that same reason, is because I could see someone giving him a shot. But another thing is, if your league allows you to put suspended players on your IR, there's no reason not to go out and get AB. He's not taking the roster spot. You're stashing him away. And uh, there's a lot of leagues out there that do all suspended players on IR. So uh, AB is kind of probably a pretty man right now. This you know this late in the season, but but you're right, Bob. I think that's a great call and. It's very, very low risk and extremely high reward. Yeah, but yeah. how? But how nasty would that be if he ended up in Kansas City? Let's I mean, not talk about geez. that. Scr- screw it's Kansas City. Right now. I, yeah, I don't even want to. I'm already pissed off at Kansas City. You know, I'm a Baltimore fan. That's you know, Lamar Jackson said it best when he said, "That's our kryptonite right now." And you know, uh, you know they they picked up. They picked up Lev Bell and and Andy Reid came out and said, "I don't know if you all saw what he had said." uh today um but it was kind of reassuring um when we kind of when i talked about it in my article over at dynastyprosfootball.com i put out that article immediately uh you know just just kind of put pen to paper with my thoughts and what i really really was seeing there um but he said listen he's not going to cut into our little guys uh you know role you know referring to uh, you know clyde edwards lair um He's there basically to spell him and, and take a little bit of that workload off of, of Clyde, but he is absolutely not here to become our starting running back. But um, guess what? He he is a great handcuff to own. Oh goodness gracious! I mean, yeah, he is. I mean, now that that Kareem Hunt is the starter right now, I don't know if there is a better handcuff uh, to go out there and get with. You know, I hate saying Lashawn McCoy is a really really good one to get, but. I think he could be a decent one to have too, um, but yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, I don't you know. know. I want to touch on the. I want to touch on the AB thing again. If the Chiefs bring him in with already having Tyreek Hill there, that just seems like a, 
a stupid move to me. I mean, both of those guys have had extremely rough pasts, especially when it comes to violence against women. Um, I think they really be, uh, you know, kind of uh, putting themselves in for a, a situation there. I think it's also a matter of time before Tyree Kill is suspended and he's, uh, you know, he's another one of these guys that's not playing or not playing for an extended period of time. So putting another bad influence around him like A.B., uh, just even though his talent level's off the charts, I don't feel like it's a good fit. I, I think A.B., the Ravens make a lot of sense to me. The Packers make a lot of sense to me. Seattle makes a lot of sense. Again, he may not show up anywhere, but, uh, man, I think that'd be a bad spot for him in Kansas City. Now, on the field, it'd be amazing. But uh, Well... I'd yeah, yeah. There. You know, I you know there was a lot of speculation about the Baltimore Ravens. Um, you know, work you know playing with. I mean, he even came out and posted that video on Instagram saying, you know, hey Lamar, uh, I want to come play with my cousin. You know, playing with Hollywood Brown. I get it. Um, I'm not opposed to it uh, in Baltimore because, like I said, he's no risk and high reward. If if he comes in and <clears throat> and he he's a clown, then you you get rid of him and you know no harm no foul. But I'm going to tell you, you know, the place I think he ends up, if he plays this year, there's a I, there's a team I think he ends up with. Um, I don't think he ends up in Baltimore. I don't think he ends up in Green Bay. There's one team, and I think one team only, and that's Tampa. I think he ends if he plays this year, he's going to end up in Tampa. Mm. Man, Arians. So I mean, I know coaches lie all the time, but man, when they asked him about this offseason, Arians did not sound like he was interested in dealing with AB. So. Uh, that would be pretty interesting. Uh, well, imagine them. You know, sometimes. Uh, yeah, sometimes teams sign guys to play keep away. You know, sure. it's like it's like us playing fantasy football. You might put a waiver claim in for one of these guys. You may not need them. You know, I know I put in waiver claims a couple of weeks ago. You know, a few weeks ago for like to Ernest Johnson. I haven't used him one bit, and he stinks all over the place right now. He is extremely droppable, in my opinion. But I picked him up in some leagues just to play keep away, just to kind of, uh, you know, hurt my opponent, that you know, that Nick Chubb owner or or something like that. So, um, you know, that's stuff that happens in the, you know, real life as well. So, you know, hey, we may not use AB very much, but by gosh, nobody else is going to use him. Um, same thing with this Le'Veon Bell type of thing. I mean, I don't know what team really, you know, how many teams out there were just, wanting him but you know you can do that and play a little keep away and and help out your team you know if Clyde let's listen if Clyde Edwards Alaire went down he's five foot seven 205 pounds if he goes down uh next week or or his next game then boom look what they have so there's nothing wrong with what Kansas City did I can't stand it because I want to see the Ravens win but um, I absolutely don't blame him one bit for doing what they did there. So that's a good job. Kudos to them. Uh, he signed for pennies on the dollar for next to nothing. He turned down all that money in Miami. He lives in Miami. Um, that's where I kind of saw him ending up. But um, he decided for once, which is kind of funny, it wasn't about the money because he's making some right now. Any, you know, the Jets are still paying him a bunch. Um, so he, he wanted to go hop on a bandwagon and see if he can get him a ring. So. Whatever. I'll tell you, I think Bell's going to continue the streak, though, and that's the streak of how players get better without Adam Gase. So um, <laughs> I do think Bell, I think he's actually going to perform. I think Andy Reid, after it takes him a couple weeks to get acclimated to the offense, I could see Bell being a player who gets 8 to 10 touches a week without affecting CEH's role. So yeah, I think Bell's going to have some value. I absolutely yep. said that. I put it in my article last week when the when – the, 
when the signing went down. As I said, I still see uh, Edwards Lair being a a running back two, a solid running back two. But yeah, I think Lev Bell's going to have a role there, and he's going to put up some points, especially in a PPR league, and he could be yep. a, a flex option for you and could see somewhere around eight to ten touches a game. So, Most definitely. So so what's some other wide receivers? I mean, we've brought up Keelan Cole. We've talked about Travis Fulgham, Russell Gage. Who's some guys, you know, Tommy, do you have any 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 guys that could be honorable mentions or if you're in a deep league that might you want to you might want to look for? Well, I tell you, there's a guy coming off IR here. It's going to be the next week or two, Sterling Shepard for the Giants. Um, mm-hmm. He's going he's gonna to be a big part of that offense. Um, they really need him to be. Um, and Daniel Jones needs him in particular. And yeah. he's definitely got to look at um, Brashad Perriman. He's, he's been, he's been injured kind of, kind of off and on for, for, for this entire season. He, he came back yesterday, had a had a pretty solid game, got you double digit uh, PPR points. Um, other guys to look at: uh, Marcus Johnson and Zach Pascal for the for the um, for, for the Colts. Um, I don't know how long that's going to last, so you know you can monitor those guys um, just to see if if they're work if they're worth if they're worth a speculative ad or even just kind of looking at for the future. Um, Christian Kirk. He's had a pretty solid game tonight. Yeah, uh, two, I was just thinking. Two touchdowns. Yeah, uh, two that's, touchdowns that's not tonight. bad. Yeah. Um, last week had seven targets, so I mean, looking his way a little bit more. Um, see, he only has two tu- he only has two touches today or two catches today, but <laughs> highly productive um, with the two touchdowns. Absolutely, two catches, eighty-six yards, and two touchdowns. I yeah. mean. Can't get much better than that. And the funny thing is, is we had Christian Kirk on our, you know, on our show sheet. We had him as a as a guy to look at before even before this game. We're not just like going, hey, you know, Christian Kirk's got two touchdowns tonight. We had this guy already uh, as a target to go pick up. So um, this just kind of reiterates that. Yep. Um, he's going to be a popular ad this week. What about you? What about Levi? What do you got for us? You got any 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 guys that we're not mentioning as far as wide receivers or anything there? I mean, I think it's just mostly deep sleepers. I mean, if uh, you know the the guys that have dropped uh, Michael Pittman, you know he could be coming back from IR pretty soon. Uh, he could be uh, you know have a valuable role in that Colts offense. Um, you know, Devin Duvernay continues to to get more and more action with Baltimore. I actually personally think Devin Duvernay is better than Marquise Hollywood Brown. Um, I think that we may see that in the future, not this season necessarily, but uh, I'd be curious to see if they continue to acclimate him to the offense. Adam Humphreys, you know, he's back from COVID this week. Um, man, he's just a PPR machine. He uh, I was is. Kind of, I was kind of ticked off about it because I'm an A.J. Brown owner and a Johnny Smith owner in leagues, and, um, you know, when, when Humphreys is there getting targets, it's not helping me in my league. So, um, but he's a good player. James Washington, you know, he's getting a lot of snaps. He finally came through this last week. He's, he's a guy that would be tough to start, but if any one of those Steelers wide receivers misses a week, James Washington is almost the handcuff to any of them, if that makes sense. Cause he plays on the outside a lot and all the other guys can play inside in the slot. So, you know, if, if Claypool gets hurt, if Deontay Johnson doesn't come back, if Juju, I mean, James Washington is an instant guy that's, you know, getting starter reps. Uh, they like to run a lot of three wide receivers. Uh, the problem is, the difficulty is, is what weeks to start him. 
Um, but he's, you know, he, he had a good game this week, seven targets, four catches, 68 yards and a touchdown. So, yeah, yeah. That's a great, great, uh, uh, great bring up with, with him because, you know, Deontay Johnson, Claypool's getting a lot of the hype there, but man, listen, you know, jo- Washington's been sneaky, uh, to say the least. Um, you know, and, and, and some other guys, another guy that I, I'm always kind of Preston Williams. Preston Williams is on a lot of waiver wires. Go pick him up. I mean, he's catching touchdowns. Listen, he had <laughs> he had two catches yesterday for 18 yards and a touchdown, but they're targeting him in the end zone. That's the one thing. You know, people are going to go, oh, whatever, he had a touchdown. Yeah, big deal. But they're targeting him uh, in the end zone. He is one of their primary targets there, if not the guy that they're looking for when they get down there. So that means a lot. You know, it's it's cheap, but a touchdown gets you six points. In a PPR league, you know, that's an extra point for the catch. And, that you know, that's worth uh, that's worth something. So he's a nice, deep little sleeper there. Like you said, you know, Washington's not bad. Um, I'm trying to think of some guys that stick out in my head, you know. Bob, let me switch gears. Let me say, you know, we talked about guys to drop. I mean, I think it's if you're in a redraft league, you know, guys like Van Jefferson, uh, the Rams just aren't throwing the ball like they have in the past. Um, you know, he's a guy that I love as a rookie, but in redraft leagues, I think he's wasting a roster spot. MBS, you know, he continues to not produce. Um, or when he does, you know, good luck finding the week that he's, uh, you know, the week to start him. Um, Anthony Miller, I think Anthony Miller has a ton of talent, but for whatever reason, the Bears won't throw him the ball. Um, you know, the Bears, I, I don't know how they're 5-1. and one. They Their offense is – um, is just mind-boggling to me. They don't run the ball like they should. They don't use all the weapons uh, outside of A-Rob. But uh, Marvin Jones is a guy I think that's that's droppable. Um, Golden Tate, as I mentioned, I'm just kind of wondering if he gets moved. The only downside is even if he gets traded, it normally takes a couple weeks before they have any value. But um, anyways, just a few guys. You know, we talked about players that drop. Those are some probably some easy ones, but some guys that I'm tired of wasting time with and redraft yeah, that. Well, to add on the add on to that, uh, you, you got to kill Harry for the for the Patriots. Yeah. Did nothing. That's a good call. Last, um, Greg Ward has kind of taken a back seat there in Philadelphia. He could probably he could be dropped. Um, I mean, man, that whole Patriots offense outside of Cam, um, there's not any one of those guys that I want to start on any week. Uh, with again, with the exception of Cam, and that's yeah, just because of mean, the rushing totals. Yeah, you know, so, I mean you're you're looking at being real desperate if you're starting somebody like Damian Harris. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know someone that I had high hopes for um, that's just not really panned out that that I see that is droppable at this point, and that's um, Eric Ebron. Yep. You know Ebron. I thought you know Ben Roethlisberger came out and said you know beginning of the season he you know, kind of hinted around that, that Ebron was going to catch a lot of touchdowns this year, and he just hasn't. It hasn't panned out there. Um, that's a guy that um, I've kind of rostered a little too long that I, I am officially ready to move on from. Um, I will tell you another guy, and, and, I, and I posted it, you know, I tweeted this out earlier in the day. It's crazy, crazy, crazy to say. And maybe you guys can uh, knock some sense into me, but Zach Ertz is droppable, in my opinion. Yep. He's out. Yeah, for, especially with him missing yeah. three weeks or more. He's out for a month, and you've got all these games coming, all these bye weeks coming up, and, yeah. and, and tight end is a 
you need you need somebody that's putting up points. And anyone that's been a Zach Ertz fan, I mean, he put up okay points week one, two, three. But since then, the last three weeks, man, he's killing you. He's Which is crazy because, because he had ten targets yesterday. He absolutely did. Watched every snap of it. Um, but, listen, Carson Wentz is – Carson Wentz, uh, I don't know how to put it. He is he's playing such bad football right now and you can't just blame him completely they are missing they're 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 so stricken by injuries I mean like we said you know they're missing Alshon Deshaun Jackson Jalen Rager now Miles Sanders you know missing Dallas Goddard I mean how can you you know kill a guy for that but he is missing those things but I'm watching him and he's not playing very good football but he's still putting up you know fantasy points. It's garbage time, but he's still doing it. Um, but that that's I mean, if Ertz, the... Sorry, I didn't mean to cut no, you off, Bob. I was ahead. just going go to say, if Ertz, man, if he wasn't out for three to four weeks, I think he's a guy that I would potentially hold just to see what he did when they get some weapons back. And and don't get me wrong, I, I own Ertz in a lot of leagues. I tried to move them all off season, and I was able to in some and not in others in my dynasty leagues. But, um, you know, in a redraft league, he's definitely droppable, uh, especially with the in- injury. You know, we're, what, six weeks out from playoff starting. He's going to miss three to four of those weeks. Are you really going to feel confident enough to start him when he comes back? Um, you know, if he wasn't going to be out as long, I'd be curious to see what happens, you know, when um, Rager and Alshon, Deshaun, those guys get back. But, uh, but you're, yeah, you're, yeah, you're going to be digging yourself out of a hole if you've kept yep. him. now. He goes on IR, though, and you can stash him on your IR. You might as well do that. You may as well. Um, you 100% do that. Yep. Um, but if someone ends up having to drop him, and I don't even know if I'm picking him up unless I have a deep, deep, deep bench. But there again, if someone, if you're in a league with deep benches, then they're most likely not going to drop him as it is. Yep. Um, so it's really, really going to be hard. Now, he may be sitting on a waiver wire for the next few weeks. There's guys like Hayden Hurst that might have been there. Some people may have just given up on him or even like a Dalton Schultz. Um, so those guys are I, – I have said don't drop Hayden Hurst, I think – Better days are coming, and I'm glad that I said that because he had a good game yesterday, caught a touchdown. But I have also said, and Tommy can vouch for this, I have been off of the Zach Ertz um, wagon for a while. I have said over and over in our buy low, you know, sell high type of podcasts and articles that Zach Ertz is. I'm getting out of the Zach Ertz business. Um, it's hard to do now. I mean, you're not going to get jack squat for him now, but I've said it all yep. off season, uh, heading into the season that it's, I, I, I'm a, you, you get rid of him a year early than a year too late. And guess what? Man, I tried to, I tried to move him all off season and, and I was having a hard time. So, Hey, I was in a um, dynasty league and traded him straight up for JK Dobbins and I'm loving it. Man, well, that's amazing. Well, you know, yeah. Ertz, Ertz has been more productive with Goddard on the field. He has. Yep. So, I mean, Goddard being hurt has really hurt Ertz. It, it Which has, is crazy, but, but you're right. And, and But the thing is, these bye weeks coming up, and he just it's hard to roster a guy that's not playing on your team for three to four weeks. It's almost yep, impossible, yep. you know, if you if you don't have a very, very deep bench. And I do. I've got I've got Zach Ertz in a couple of leagues where I have super deep benches. I'm not dropping him, but I also have I, I've got him in a couple of leagues. I mean, like I said, Tommy, you know, I I, I, I had to drop Dalton Schultz just a few days back and, and Tommy ate it up. 
he wanted him. You know, he's a Dallas guy. He, he wanted him, and he grabbed him up. You know, got him yesterday off the wire. But I had to make that move. Well, I, I I also needed a tight end pretty badly. Exactly, and it's paid off. He's getting some. You know, he's getting some decent points tonight. He's not you know putting up a goose egg. So. He's certainly helping you, and of, of course, he's helping you against me because we're taking each other on in that league. So, you know, hey, here's a here's a few more tight ends for you that are that are droppable. What about Drew Sample, Ian Thomas, Evan Ingram? I mean, Evan Ingram, what a what a flop! You would have thought with uh, uh, that offense with Jason Garrett and all the stuff he ran with tight ends in Dallas um, that Ingram would have had some value this year. I've never been an Evan Ingram guy. Nope. Uh, never never owned him in one single league. But I still thought he'd be better than he's been this year. He's been good. He just always gets hurt, and those aren't players that I typically he, try to have on my teams. He's the Miles but, Sanders of tight ends to me. Yep. You know, I just, you know, uh, but he's still not even putting up the point. You know, when he's playing, no. he's not putting up the points now. Yeah, no production this year. But, I mean, those are all guys. I mean, tight end is such a streaming position this year in redraft leagues. Uh, I mean, I know it is every year, but I feel like it's even more so this year outside of those top three or four guys. So um, you got to kind of play the matchups and, and um, you know. You want to, to, yeah, we'll give you a sneaky one. Here's a sneaky tight end to go and look, especially if you've got somewhat deep rosters or whatnot. But this guy, I promise you, is on the waiver wire and could be an interesting little get. That's David Njoku. David Njoku, it's come out today on Roto uh, on Roto World and and all over Twitter that he is still requesting a trade out of Cleveland, and so if he ends up on one of these tight end needy teams, he could become an instant focus. Um, so he's a sneaky little add, and I, I don't care if you're in deep leagues. If you're in a deep you know deep league with deep benches, he may still not be rostered. So he's someone you may want to look at because if he imagine just right now, think about it right now. Today being Monday night, uh, we got we got waivers running Wednesday. Imagine if a team trades for him today. I don't care who it is. It doesn't matter who it is. If it, it could be San Francisco for all we care with George Kittle. It doesn't matter. If a team picks him up, there's going to be some hype there, and he's going to be a nice little waiver ad. So why not be a little bit proactive, especially in a deeper league, um, to go out there and pick him up? Hey, listen, Zach Ertz is hurt. Okay. Um, you know, Dallas Goddard is still on the shelf. There's another sneaky little guy to go and think about, Hakeem Butler. Think about that. You know, Philly brought him in to play tight end. They're converting him to tight end, just like Baltimore did with Darren Waller when he was drafted as a wide receiver and they moved him to tight end. Unfortunately, he had a lot of issues at that time, drugs and, and just – Having a you know, he was just having a hard time. Baltimore couldn't put up with it anymore. They cut him loose, but they they converted him to that. Hakeem Butler is a guy that Philly is doing the same exact thing with. So keep that in mind. If you're in a really really deep league, he may <laughs> he may not be rostered. Keep him in mind. But like I said, David and Joku could end up being somewhere that you can go pick him up, and uh, he you know he could be an instant starter for you, especially. Uh, with some of these injuries and 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 streaming tight ends, sort of say, so, I don't know. Just a thought. Yeah, I think the San Francisco take is uh, is a good one. All off season, they tried to get another tight end, and they finally they settled for Jordan Reed, and he Who's has a typical Jordan. <laughs> yeah, he has a typical Jordan Reed year. He looks great for a couple games, and then he's hurt. So 
David Njoku and Evan Ingram, any one of those guys that we talked about that could be on the move. I think San Francisco is a legitimate possibility. Absolutely. Also, also um, with um, Jonu Smith possibly being out, um, yep. Anthony Ferkser, he had a big game with 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 Jonu being injured. Now, do we um, know how long Jonu's going to be out? Because you know a lot of guys are going to grab Ferkser. Oh my God, he had five or eight catches for 113 yards and a touchdown, put up monster fantasy points. Um, but is he really worth the grab right now to spend fab money on or spend a waiver? Uh, probably not. And dropping not. a decent player? Probably not, but he, he's at least worth monitoring and going into Sunday in case Jonu doesn't play. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, now, listen, if Jonu's not playing Sunday, then, yeah, you pick that dude up. You play him. You start him. I mean, that guy, <laughs> he got volume. So, yeah, pick him up. I, I completely agree. But we got to kind of watch the Jonu situation first before we go and really drop a decent player to pick up someone like Ferkser. So, you know, it's another a guy, Robert Tanyan, you know, from, from Green Bay. Really, You know, he put up some good numbers, uh, you know, for the last few weeks or last couple of weeks. Eh, not so much yesterday. But no one put up good numbers in that Green Bay offense. So keep an eye on him. He could get dropped. I think he's absolutely worth a pickup um, just because they had that bad game. He's, he's the wide receiver, too, in that offense. Um, and he happens to be tight end eligible. So... Um, if he is dropped, that's a guy I'm targeting as well. Yeah, I think you're right, Bob. I think a lot of people will drop Tanyan, and, and uh, I still think he's a touchdown machine for that Packers offense. So I would be, I'd be scrambling to pick him up. And it's like you said, a lot of people aren't paying attention to who gets dropped. They're looking at who gets added. So you might get him in that second round of waivers and, and be able to sneak it through for a pretty uh, reasonable price. Absolutely. Um, Darren Fells? down in Houston is yeah. not a bad little thought there yet. You know, Tommy, what do you have? Seven targets. Yeah. He's probably another one worth monitoring. Um, Jordan Aikens has been out for, for the last couple of weeks. So Fells Fells has been pretty productive in, in his absence, but um, once Aikens comes back, he may not, you know, he, he, he won't get that, that type of volume. Yeah, you know the one that killed me yesterday, the one that killed me, and I almost played him in my DraftKings lineup, was Trey Burton. I, th- I I spent big and played Mark Andrews, who did nothing for the first time this season. And I in a couple of lineups, I really, really thought about doing Trey Burton. But gosh almighty, I think that just by default <laughs> that – that Philip Rivers just can't throw it down the field. So tight ends and dump off passes to running backs are about his max. That's his, uh, you know, that's what he's capable of these days. And and Trey Burton only had five targets, but he had four catches, 58 yards. He had, he had a, 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 you know, a, a re- receiving touchdown. He had a rushing touchdown, which he can't really predict. But having no, a – No, but it made Jordan Taylor owners mad. <laughs> oh, boy, did it ever. Just Jonathan like Taylor, sorry. yeah, 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 you know, um, but just like the uh, you know Nick Boyle touchdown catch yesterday for the Ravens, it wasn't Mark Andrews that killed some folks, but but here's the thing: is he had he had five targets, but one of them was in the end zone, so he caught a touchdown. That's just a guy to keep an eye on. Um, eh, you know, I I don't know if I'm gonna go throw a lot of money at him or anything like that, but. Um, 
you know, he also had a rushing touchdown too. So yeah, yeah, um, yeah he's he's an interesting guy to to go out and add for, like you said, with Rivers and Mo Alicox being hurt right now, and he makes a lot of sense. Absolutely, that's just a guy. I'm just kind of. I don't know if I'm going to get too excited over Trey Burton because he, you know, he can't stay healthy as well. But um, you know, maybe if you know if if he goes unclaimed or something this week. I'm going to keep an eye on him anyway, um, but it just really depends on who I have to drop to pick him up, and, and, and that means a lot to about everyone um, that plays fantasy football. So, you know, it's just I don't want to go chasing points. We talk about it all the time. Don't go chasing points. Those points he, you know, he scored the other day does not help you this weekend. So, you know, don't go, don't go spending too much, uh, you know, thinking he's going to repeat those numbers. But – if you're in a pinch, you're you're hurting at tight end or something there, he's a guy that you might want to take a look at. Just kind of like a Jimmy Graham. Jimmy Graham's available in a lot of leagues still. Um, and and he's their end zone guy. You know, he's getting some catches. He He's rejuvenated. He's fantasy relevant again. And he's getting okay points for you. What did you um, see yesterday? Uh, Graham came out of the game, and he, he was a little irritated about it, and that that next play, they threw a touchdown to Cole Komet. Yep. <laughs> Saw it. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Because I dropped Dalton Schultz and picked up Jimmy Graham. And so, taking you on, Tommy. So, uh, yeah, trust me, I saw it. Which, by the way, you're losing now. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That game's done, bro. <laughs> that game's over with. That game is done. Um, so, you know, I'll, I'll live to fight another day in that league, so. Anyways, I don't know. Do we have any other guys we want to mention before we put everybody to sleep that's listening to this show? Um, just going through, you know, a couple of these guys. Um, if you're in need of some some deep deep help, um, Matt Breida, Naheem Hines, you can oh. pick them up. I mean, it's it's not gonna it's not gonna win you any games, but it's gonna keep you from taking a zero. I mean, most likely it's going to keep you from taking. Yeah, there a zero. we go. That's about as best as um, we can put. It. It's going to keep you from taking a a zero there. Yeah, I mean, listen, know, I was with bye weeks, week. you know, you know, bye weeks happening, injuries happening. You, you don't want you don't you don't want to be taking a donut. So, hey, listen, you're preaching to the choir. I mean, yeah, ugh, in a dynasty league that I'm very very strong in. I mean, <clears throat> I had Nick Chubb. Saquon Barkley. Uh, who else am I missing there, Tommy? And that oh oh, Chris Carson was on a bye week, on a bye so week, yeah. you know I got to play Clyde Edwards-Alaire, and then I had to pick up. This is bit. I had to pick up Rex Burkhead and play him. He get you anything? Ah, uh, just a few points. But hey, I it's didn't. I didn't take a zero. So it's yeah, not a yeah. Zero. You know, let's let, people. If you are in an emergency situation. And you got to crack the glass to get something there. Crack, you know, break the glass and go get Naeem Hines or someone well, like a Rex Burkhead. Well, the bottom line is sometimes just not taking a zero can win you a week. Mm-hmm. It I mean, can. there's times where where I I've had to take a zero on somebody because they put up zero points for me, and I lost by a point and a half. Uh, we've all been there. I mean, we have all been there. Just not taking a zero is going to help you. Yeah, some points are better than none. 
Um, but it's really, really hard sometimes. You know, you don't want to go pick up Naeem Hines just to get, hopefully, to get two or three, four fantasy points and drop someone of value. That's the, that's the dilemma people have to face yeah. um, quite a bit. So, yeah, yeah. Like I said, only in a very, very emergency, desperate situation should you be even considering, you know, someone like that or even like a Rex Burkhead. I just, I was in that league. There was nothing available, you know. I mean, we were talking about, you know, someone like LaMichael Pirine uh, to pick up. You know, a Frank Gore would have been somebody decent last week, and everybody kind of jumped on that as soon as, uh, soon as Lev got cut. Um, but those still are guys that may, that I, LaMichael Pirine may be available in your leagues. He should be available in quite a bit of leagues, and, Oh, Adam Gase came out today and said they want to get him a lot more touches. Um, you know, that doesn't win fantasy leagues, just saying it. So, But that's something to keep in mind. Um, well, I, I, I don't trust a single thing Adam Gase has to say. Oh, give me. Yeah, I'm right there with you. How's that guy even have a job still? They just want him to get them the number one pick? I mean. I, I, I have no idea. That, that That is the million-dollar question, man. Like, how is that dude still employed? He's um, the Lane Kiffin of the NFL. No, I mean. Uh, you know, Lane Kiffin's not that bad. I mean, oh, you're ins- man. You're, you're insulting Lane Kiffin. But I am definitely insulting Lane Kiffin. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, listen, I mean, you could not like Lane Kiffin. And trust me, we're in Tennessee country here. You know, Lane Kiffin did us dirty, but I wouldn't even call him Adam Gase. Uh, you know, so Adam Gase is the one of the biggest embarrassments I I think I've ever seen. Oh you man, you're, you're. I think right. Adam Gase is terrible. I think Adam Gase is more uh, more more comparable to a Derek Dewey than he is a Lane Kiffin. Absolutely, that guy was clueless <laughs> as the head coach of the Tennessee Volunteers. I mean, what an embarrassment! I mean, that dude lives you know he lived three houses up from me here and just i mean left tennessee years ago and just now sold his house you know that house has been sitting up there collecting cobwebs for crying out loud so yeah yeah so uh you know we'll get into some more stuff uh tommy and i uh in a couple of nights when we do the dynasty pros fantasy show we're going to get into a lot more in depth but we wanted to put this we want to do this show every monday night uh, to give everyone all day Tuesday to listen and and get an idea of guys to maybe target and not only guys to target but why you should target them. You can read a million articles um, that tell you guys to go pick up, but we want to kind of uh, you know throw a little bit more info out there and 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 really talk about guys that you can drop um, as well because you never see that. You don't see that very much of guys you can drop or or really think about guys that have been dropped that you may want to go and target. Um, so, you know, that's what we're here for. And we encourage everyone out there, uh, you know, Levi, we appreciate you coming on the show and, and, and I know you're going to be on, you're going to be a fixture on this show, uh, you know, from now moving forward, uh, you and Tommy are going to take over this thing and and do it every Monday night, but, uh, you're still going to be putting out an article. If people don't have time to listen to this show, then by golly, they can still go on dynastyprosfootball.com. Um, and, 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 and read your article um, about players to go get. It might be a little bit quicker 
than listening to a 45 minute to an hour long podcast talking about it. But just it is case, live right now, by the way, also. So go check it out. Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, we're here just in case, give you something to listen to if you're at work or you've got a long drive home or, or a long drive to work. Uh, that's what we're here for to kind of help out there, and 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 if you if anyone out there, uh, you know, don't you know, don't mind, go give us a follow on Twitter. Go, you know, shoot us some messages, or even uh, subscribe to us over on Apple. It just helps us out, you know. It 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 you know just makes us more available for folks out there, and that's what this is about. Is just helping people out. We're just a bunch of guys that love fantasy football. We're a little obsessed at times. Um, but that's good. That's good stuff because there's a lot of us out there. And, uh, you know, we're just here to help you out. Hope, hopefully, uh, you know, help you win some games. Hope, you know, hope that you can win a fantasy championship, put a little money in your pocket, and kind of keep your wife from uh, or a girlfriend from nagging you and asking you, how much money did you spend on fantasy football this year? Um, because I know I hear that, and I hear it from a lot of folks out there. You know, So we want you to put <laughs> – Put a little bit money in your pocket as I'm watching the Dallas Cowboys here, um, you know, trying to put up a little bit of garbage time here. And there's a pass interference on, yep, the Cardinals. So now looks like uh, Dallas is going to have a first and goal with the one. So maybe some garbage there for Zeke owners, which is good stuff. Anyways. So, uh, for myself, Bob Miller, Levi Ellis, thank you so much for being a part of the show, and we're looking forward to seeing what you and, and of course, Tommy Harvey is going to bring to this uh, every Monday night. Guys, if you have anything out there, you know, be sure to tweet us, tweet these guys, um, you know, to see what you, you know, what you want to see from the show. That's what we're here for, to help you all out. But like I said... For me, for Tommy, for Levi, we appreciate you listening to this show. And we encourage everybody out there, please, please, please stay safe. 